The technology is a tool. And the technology has to, it's an answer. It's not a question. So defining the questions, defining what is you're looking for, that's what drives me. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Today, we're going to be talking about connected devices in the world of cybersecurity. It's important. Meet Iran Fine, the CEO and co-founder of Nanolock Security. He was a consultant to Simagine that was sold to Snapchat and was the co-founder and CEO of Ori that was acquired in 2015. He was a consultant to Simagine that was sold to Snapchat and was the co-founder and CEO of Ori that were acquired in 2015. He was a senior consultant to Tel Aviv University Nanolock Science Center and Tsinghua University in Beijing, China's MIT. Iran was also the co-founder of On Eden that was sold to the Formula Group and created five comedy shows, among them the highly successful show The Leash. Iran Fine, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm very well and I'm already looking forward for only 20 minutes. Feels so short. We have so much to speak about. We have way too much to speak about. You're absolutely right about that. But, let, but let's start with, with two things. First of all, where are you right now? It looks beautiful. Um, it's our offices. We are about 20 minutes north of Tel Aviv. Um, we decided that we wanted some um, an experience which is slightly different from the big towers and so on and so forth. Um, that impacts immediately on the nature of the people of the, but coming to, to work in the company and the DNA of the company. Um, there are birds around us. It's nice. Although I have to say that uh, we, we just concluded the financing round, and since we're growing, we have to go into a more conventional location soon. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And yeah, actually, I had to ask you to put on headphones because there are so many birds around you, which are amazing for the daily work for podcast recording. Unfortunately, it's a little bit harder. Uh, but but this, before we get into Nanolock and what you're doing with security for IoT connected devices, Take me through the journey of, of landing in Japan after 16 hours in the wrong city and the wrong oh. day. I have to hear that story. I have to. Okay. Um, so it's a 16 hours flight and two hours by, by bus. That's the way it works. Um, and, you know, I've been going to the same city over and over, over and over. We had a customer there. So automatically I went to that exact, exact same city, not knowing that I'm supposed to be in a different city with a different customer in a different hotel. I was very, very embarrassed. I felt extremely stupid. The people at the hotel were very kind to me. They were, I think they felt sorry for me for being who I am. But um, it was, it was okay. Being in Japan is so lovely. So even if it's the wrong city, even if it's the wrong company, I've managed. But I felt very stupid. But it was also the wrong day. Let's not forget about that because it's, Correct. that's also important. But they're, they're so polite and they, they will never embarrass you. So they were doing all the right moves, but just on the wrong day. Um, I, and here's a story that still resonates about eight, eight years later. So it's, you know, it was, it was an issue. I love it. Uh, so, Iran, walk me a little bit through your experience in the cybersecurity space. You, you've done quite a lot of work there. Uh, and and we'll, we'll get to the Nanolock and talk about IoT connected devices, but walk me through some of the big milestones in your career and, and what led you now to, to deciding to open your company Nanolock. So 
it's a journey, and, and and it was not cyber beforehand. It was other companies. So before Nanolock, I had the pleasure and privilege of being a consultant to the Nanoscience Technology Center of the Tel Aviv University and, and other organizations and so on and so forth. And I came across quite a lot of interesting technologies. One of them triggered my interest, and I thought it would be a great solution to the market. Obviously, I was wrong, by the way. So we came up with this idea. We thought, this is what we're going to do. Um, we put it in front of decision makers in the U.S. intelligence community. They smiled uh, politely and gently and said, okay, like this, but something we can use now and not 20 years from now. But it was, it was a good feedback that led us to, to get Nanolock. Prior to Nanolock, I had the pleasure of um, starting my own two companies and selling one of them. And so the journey didn't start with cyber. But at a certain point in time, we realized that we are probably solving a big problem in a market that is materializing as we speak. So that was the point where we said, here is a great technology, and the right market is the cyber world, that in a second you'll have billions of devices, lacking of resources, computational power, energy, and so on and so forth, and nobody can serve them. So that was the point that uh, we took it into the cyber world. Right. So we're, we're going to be talking about, obviously, uh, connected devices, IoT, uh, the world emerging around us, whether whether we are aware of it or like it or not, is becoming ultra connected. I remember during one of my army courses, uh, they brought us uh, somebody from, I think, the Technion or Ben Gurion to talk about how you can now do cyber on, fa- on ceiling fans, which was completely mind blowing and, and mind boggling. Uh, before we dive into Nanolog specifically and what you do, Paint me a picture of the of the of you know where we are in, in the world in terms of connected devices, where we were and where we're headed. Sure, um, we're becoming more and more connected. Whether it's the internet, proprietary networks, or people coming with USB, that's also connectivity. To have more and more ways for devices to communicate with people or communicate among themselves. So you can start with five G and and so on and so forth, and we have more and more connected devices because. You have machines that need devices to support them and provide them with data, sensing, and so on and so forth. So the world is becoming more and more connected. If you have data in, you can have data out. If you have data in, it could be corrupted data. If you have data out, that could be corrupted data. So everything from AI and machine learning systems to the water industry, to the electricity industry, to wherever, connectivity is the basics and the fundamental part of, or our fundamental part of their existence and the way they operate. More devices, more connectivity, that's one, uh, one path. The second one, um, lack of trust. So you have more connected devices, they are not in your possession, they are not necessarily next to you. If you sorry, if you have a meter, it's in the street, it's in the field, it's not in your protected IT environment, and then somebody can touch it physically then one of your employees, which is not necessarily one of your um, um, uh, service providers, can harm it. So it's numbers, connectivity, and vast distribution beyond the horizon, beyond the hill, beyond your protected IT environment. These are the trends. Right. And as and, and with that trend, talk to me a little bit about the growing cybersecurity trend that is sort of parallel and, and accompanying this trend. So. Uh, well, it's always about English acronyms. So it's the movement from IT to OT, uh, from information technology into operational technology. So um, you have phenomenal companies protecting the intellect, the 
information technology, the assets, the, the servers, the data. But when you have billions of devices in the field, if those devices doesn't function, you have an OT issue. Your operational aspects um, are shying or are changing. If you're a business relying on its operations, like an energy company, like an electricity company, like an industrial company, if your OT is harmed, you're doomed. Um, so the trend in cyber, as we see that from our narrow world view, is number one, there's more and more risk at the OT side. OT is a interesting combination of legacy systems and new design systems. So you have a, it, it's a chaos. It's a Babel uh, tower of devices that you don't have anything in common. If in IT you have an, any commonality, you say it's a window, it's running on this machine, fine. OT is just one big chaos. Right. And so with that growing concern, is this something that, you know, people are really being concerned with right now? Or is this a concern that is going to be more relevant uh, soon from the perspective now of an entrepreneur who's speaking to a lot of the people that are managing these connected devices? Sure. Well, let's start from the definition of people. Is my mom concerned? No. And she's people, by the way. My mom is not concerned. And, and people with, with fans in their, in their houses are not concerned. Are people working in the electricity company, water industry, uh, colonial pipeline in the U.S. concerned? Yes, they are. Um, are the people with holding or working with a bunch of field engineers that they didn't hire and recruit that taking care of their device, uh, field devices? Yes, they're very much concerned. Is that a mainstream among, you know, nine people, nine billion people in the world? No. But for the specific industry of connected industrial and energy devices, it's a big thing. Right. Maybe, you know, before we get into the technology, for those that don't, are not yet concerned, and, and okay. I am concerned, and, and I think that anybody listening to this episode should be concerned. What, what are some examples of potential use cases for how cyber can interact with OT devices around the world? Sure. Well, Let's start with the fact that a, an engineer with access to smart meters can do something which is not is a fraudulent or a theft attack. He can manipulate the meter to do something different. So the bill goes down. Uh, uh, the bill goes down. If the bill goes down, the consumer is happy. The electricity company or the water company are not happy. So that's a cyber and fraud. Uh, that's a fraud and, uh, and theft attacks. On the other side, if you're looking into uh, um, in industrial machines like what happened in Honda or TSMC, um, one can cripple the industrial machines or the production floor and ask for a fee. So we have all the way from uh, something from the outside to fraud and theft. And lastly, at a state level uh, or nation level attacks, I can cripple the in, I can cripple the infrastructure. I can surge the energy consumption. I can um, cripple the water. Um, um, consumption and, and water distribution. So it varies from a fraud and theft right. to a ransomware attack by uh, cyber criminals to um, state level events that can cripple the country itself. So, so the bottom line is that we should be concerned. <laughs> That's, I think, the, the baseline that we're setting here. <laughs> aware. Concern is, is being aware. aware and, you know, uh, coming from my very Jewish family I come from, we are constantly concerned. So we're working with this to be to be only aware and not um but yes, the the, the there's a motivation, there's an ability, and it's it's a war, a constant battle 
between uh, the two interests. So, Nanolock, you're coming in, you understand this problem, you understand the emerging world. It's a market that obviously as time passes by is exponentially more and more relevant. And I don't believe we've seen mainstream attacks yet that are prevalent to the day-to-day of people, which makes it mainstream, but, but that's inevitable, right? And I believe that if you go to your website, in the, in, you know, one of the first sentences that you see there is that, you know, things are vulnerable. That's just the way that it is. There's no way around that. How does Nanolock fit into this narrative that we're describing here? Well, there were quite a lot of attacks that did influence day-to-day lives of, of many people. Um, we're fortunate not to be affected by many, by, by many of them here in Israel, but things happen. Number two, the assumption we came in with is there are so many vulnerabilities, we cannot solve vulnerabilities. Because the vulnerability of a device can start by Michael choosing the password 1234 Michael, which I hope you didn't. Um, but I'm going to have to change still, it now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry for, for revealing that. But you have a variety of devices, a variety of um, of um, you cannot stop, cannot be stopped. What you can stop is conversion of vulnerabilities into an attack or into a cyber incident. That's understanding number one. Understanding number two is it's a very complicated world. Probably the adversaries are smarter. I, they, they're ahead of us. So we, we try to find what is common and what is simple and what is the most, the, the last, call it the last or the first line of defense. Every attack that has to be synchronized is looking for a beachhead inside a device. Every attack. You want to be persistent inside a device. Either way, otherwise, a restart will take the attack away. So you want to be there right. in a persistent manner. You can call it APT, Advanced Persistent Threats. Understanding number one. Number two, persistency in a device achieved by putting something inside the non-volatile memory, the flash. So we develop a technology that is looking on the communication between the processor, the CPU, and the non-volatile memory. And we say, if the command coming from the processor will change the behavior of the device in a way that is persistent, we will not let it through unless it's being signed properly by a server that we also provide. Meaning, whether you're an insider, outsider, or supply chain, whether you're the owner of the device, whether you're a field engineer with all the credentials, Unless the software is properly signed by the server, your commands will not go through. Not only that, we will stop them and provide forensic and alerting information at the server level to the CISO and the owner of the device. If everything is fine, you can go ahead and do this. We also develop a a technology that fits electricity-operated devices and battery-operated devices, as well as the variety of operating systems you can find in devices because you have all the way from Windows and Linux in the higher end, but you find something called Artos, real-time operating system, and even things which are even simpler than this in the more than 3 billion smart meters out there in the market. So that's what we do in another. So, so who does Nanolock sell to? So you're, you're developing this, this technology, you're, you're understanding of OT devices, but... How does this tangibly then get into the market, and when, how is Nanolog then being interpreted into the real world? So the guys who are benefiting from what we do, <clears throat> sorry, are the end customers, the smart, the um, utilities, the energy companies, um, the industrial companies. They are benefiting from what we do, and we first sell to them. 
you were talking about the stakeholders uh, being the the infrastructure companies, the uh, you know the, the vendors that are then distributing those those devices and and are implementing them internally. And, and we were la- we left off over there. Sure. So the end customers are um, the end users, the electricity company, the energy company, the water utilities, industrial companies, and so on and so forth. And then since we need to be deployed inside the devices, they either spec us in, saying to their vendors, please use Nanolog because they serve a big problem, uh, they solve a big problem for us. Or in some rare, rare cases, cases, we work with the end manufacturer and he brings us to the end customer. But most of the time we're working with the end customer saying, that's what I want. Dear vendor, please find a solution to work with Nanolog. That, that makes a lot of sense. And obviously, um, you know, the, the market is just beginning and we're just beginning to understand how the how this new supply chain is working. And, and you know, cyber insurance companies are just starting to take a strong uh, to, t- to get a footprint into the market. And obviously, they're they have a big stake in what's happening here. The end consumers, which is me, I'm at the end being impacted by the electricity company having issues. So, uh, you know, at the end, this is impacting a lot of people. And, and one of the things that I'm excited about is understanding uh, where what is the world going to look like and how is this new economy and this new supply chain going to play out in the next few years? So you, in the day-to-day now, dealing with cyber, previously with nanoscience and different companies, what, what are you really passionate about? What really gets you going? Is it the getting things done? Is it the technology? What is it? Um, riddle solving. So once you have... A- uh. So I like uh, blank pages. And I like Riddle. Um, the more complicated the Riddle is, it's more interesting. The more parameters which doesn't fit, it's more interesting. So I, I like that. Um, and I like the fact that it's, in, it's a blank page and then you write one word and then you listen to the feedback. So the creation is what makes me tick. That's what makes me excited. Um, that's my passion. Um, I had a different career in the past that was dealing exactly with that. Um, the technology is a tool. And the technology has to, it's an answer. It's not a question. So defining the questions, defining what is you're looking for, that's what drives me. I love it. Elan, I really want to thank you. you. You're right to say that 20 minutes is way too short, and, but, but I'm happy that I got to, to know you better and, and know Nanolog a little bit better. I want to take you back, though, uh, with a few questions about yourself, and I want to take you back to your childhood and understand better what really fascinated you as a kid before high tech, before, uh, before academia. What, what, what really got you going as a kid? Uh, can I provide a nerd alert before I do that? Because all of my... 100%. The answer to this question will nerd me completely. Um, I was passionate about um, history and um, and well, history. I don't have a better it's answer. Not that bad. Well, uh, being a in the sixth grade, reading all the books that you can find in the library about um, Yom Kippur War and having a discussion about that, and reading everything you can know about. Pre, uh, the pre-days of, of Israel. It's nice now. Uh, try to have a conversation when you're 11 with your friends in the class about, about history. <laughs> I see where this is going. Uh, what inspires you today in your daily life? Um, what or who inspires me? You choose. Um, I'm, 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 well... First of all, I'm inspired by nature. So that's 
whenever I can. I'm an avid scuba diver. I do that as as a hobby all around the world with with a specific passion for sharks and whales. Um, and I'm inspired by people who, again, are asking questions and not letting the physical boundaries stop them. Um, that's what excites me. And, and since I spend most of my time watching um, episodes on TV on either Sharks or Cosmos Season 2, that's what gets me excited, apparently. I love it. And what are three words that you would use to describe yourself? Overweighted. Um, no, these are two words, and I, I'll take it back. No, I'm just, but I'll deal with that. I promise, Michael. I'm working on this. Too many flights. Um, probably passionate. Probably, um, I would say passionate. I would say uh, curious. That's if I needed to find one word. That's curious. So passionate, curious, and and um, and 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 knowledge driven. Sorry, it's four, but this is the way I would like to describe myself. I'll, I'll take it. There's a hyphen in the end. Iran, thank you very, very much. This was wonderful. Uh, best of luck with Nanolock security. Thank you for making our devices uh, safer and uh, stay safe and stay healthy. It was a true pleasure and thank you for having me.